admiring butter sculptures while buttering up some voters. That's tradition at the Iowa State Fair. Presidential candidate's favorite place to try to win over the Hawkeye State this year is no different. Most of the GOP hopefuls hit the stage to sell their platforms and prove just how much they love Iowa. Everything starts in Iowa. We all know that, don't we? Y'all have chicken in a waffle on a stick. Woo! I got to try that one. And he stops and he says, Daddy, is this heaven? (laughs) I said, no, son, it's Iowa. Frontrunner President Trump skipped out on those stump speeches, but that did not stop him from becoming the fair's main attraction. He was swarmed with cheering crowds and some questions about his mounting legal troubles. President Trump, did you intend to overturn the 2020 election? You know the answer. Mr. Trump, will you comply with the protective order from the judge? All right, let's discuss. Uh, Molly Ball, you were just back from the Iowa State Fair. I think you brought the... Still wearing my press pass. I love it. Um, I was really sad to miss it this year, actually. I've been to, God knows how many of them at this point. Um, But it's. Butter cow sends her regards. (laughs) Thank you. I really appreciate it. Um, The visuals that we have from the ground there, and I know you you talked to Ron DeSantis last night, and I I would like to hear about that, but I kind of want to give people a sense. This is a view from the Ferris wheel of the crowd surrounding Donald Trump. Somebody took this uh, image. So. That, for people who are uninitiated, I mean, the state fair, yes, it's crowded, but it's like any fair. There's plenty of room to walk, typically. Like, you wouldn't really have too much trouble getting close uh, to, to the candidate. Trump, that's not the case. I mean, look at, just absolutely look at that crowd. Um, and I think we also have some pictures we can show of a um, slightly more manageable crowd that was present at the quote-unquote fair side chat with Ron DeSantis. Is that what we're looking at right now, or is this still Trump? Okay, so this is this is the crowd uh, that was there for Ron DeSantis. Not bad, not bad, but not quite the swarm um, that you saw uh, for, for Trump. Was that how you experienced it on the ground, and what does that say about the state of the race? Yeah, I mean, clearly Trump is uh, just a, a magnet for attention. Now, I will say, you know, he was appearing in a rather small sort of restaurant on the grounds of the fair of the fair and so there wasn't room for a lot of people inside and so for people to be in his vicinity they had to sort of crowd around outside and i counted as you could see in those photos there were 30 30 deep at one point on all sides of that venue just straining to catch a glimpse or hear a little snippet of what he was saying he spoke very briefly uh and roamed around very briefly and and then was back off on his plane uh but it really symbolizes the way in which donald trump is the center of attention in the primary and the way that his sort of quasi-incumbent status uh gives him you know a platform that none of the other candidates have they are just not going to be able to compete with that level of attention now you know as as i remember trying to teach my three-year-old at one point attention can be good or bad Uh, (laughs) not all attention is good attention right Uh, a lesson that seemingly donald trump never learned in his childhood but uh uh but but that being said you know that is i think the biggest problem for all these candidates is you they Trump, Trump just has that ability to draw a crowd. Yeah, although in some ways, you know, all press is good press. The old adage also says that the toddler version of, of good attention is, is that anything, um, anything goes. I, I mean, one of the challenges, as, as you were kind of outlining that, is also that, that these, these people that are running against Trump are sort of constrained in their ability to criticize him because the base is so fervent. I mean, the trolling from the Trump campaign in Iowa, do we have the, the, the airplane that flew with the be likable Ron? Now, there's a lot of jokes um, in there. It's a reference to 
his, you know, his own notes to himself, but also Ron. That's the same font as Jeb, exclamation point, from 2016, who was the first, you know, major candidate that Trump uh, crushed on his way to the White House. Um, this isn't this kind of thing. This is the Trump campaign going after his top rival, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron DeSantis can't do, do anything like this. Well, that's what they view, obviously, as his uh, biggest uh, fall to Santos, trying to make him seem uh, not that personable, awkward. That's you, you see the Trump people bring that up repeatedly. But you're right, Casey, in that Trump, If you, imagine if any other Republican in the field had been indicted, what Trump would say about them. I mean, when we, others have gotten in trouble in the past, he slashed him. I mean, he's attacked people for far less. And yet a lot of them, <laughs> a lot of them are defending Trump. I mean... You have Chris Christie out there who's, who's been pretty critical of Trump pretty regularly and in pretty slashing terms. Asa Hutchinson, but I don't think he has a lot of relevance right now in the Republican primary field. Um, a lot of these guys, even Mike Pence at times has been critical of Trump, but has defended him at times as well. He sort of has straddled the line. A lot of these others want to keep Trump's voters as still liking them, uh, potentially maybe as a second choice. I'm not exactly sure what the strategy is, but they don't want to alienate these people, so they refuse to criticize him. Yeah. So you sort of have him blanketing the airwaves and criticizing everyone else. I mean, he criticizes DeSantis sometimes 10, 15 times a day with all sorts of monikers, nicknames, policy wishes, everything. He goes after Mike Pence. He goes after everyone. And the response back is fairly muted. And I, I don't understand, I and mean, maybe others are smarter than me and we'll figure this out, how you will beat someone if you are unwilling to take them on. But I well, guess we'll see. Well, it's the point you can't beat someone with nothing, some, something with, with nothing. And I want to play, um, Sarah has been talking to Republican voters uh, about Ron DeSantis. And that banner really underscores one of the central problems that we, we are hearing from some of these voters. Take a look at what they had to say. When DeSantis said he was running, I was pretty happy about that, but he's getting killed in the uh, polls. He's kind of acted weird. It just seems like he lost all his confidence that he used to have when he was a governor. Something weird is going on. His whole personality just changed. He's not as mouthy as he used to be. There might be a couple things about his personality that seem a little wooden. Weird, wooden. What else have you learned? <laughs> I gotta tell you, he has been getting killed in the focus groups and, and not even, it's not even that kind of criticism. We always ask people, who do you wanna see be the 2024 nominee? And six months ago, Ron DeSantis, he would always come up. He was the first one. If it wasn't Trump, it was him. People don't even mention him right now. We've had two groups in a row where nobody's even said his name. They've said Tim Scott. They've said Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, and he's just not even getting mentioned. There was one guy who liked him uh, and he said, you know, he's fine. He's fine. Right. Uh, that is brutal. Ringing endorsement. This is so interesting, too, because is there another candidate in the GOP right now who has tried to compete with Trump in almost the Trump lane as much as DeSantis? And, though, and we're hearing comments like that, and we're seeing his campaign go this way. He's almost tried throughout this campaign to out-Trump Trump to compete with him on the right, and you're still seeing voters disappointed with his performance at right. this point. Right. Well, and this is all, of course, heading into the first debate. We're going to learn this week whether or not Donald Trump is going to participate. But I just want to remind everybody what it was like last time um, when Donald Trump was on stage with some of these other uh, candidates and how we saw this phenomenon that we've just been talking about play out. Watch. I think you're on the wrong side of this if you're still arguing for a single parent. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think you heard me. You're having a hard time tonight. Excuse me. One second. No. I the didn't want to. Yeah. Donald, you okay. cannot take. More energy tonight. I like no. that. Donald, I really Donald, Donald, relax. Go ahead. I'm relaxed. <laughs> you're the basket case. Worry about it, little Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> oh, God. I just, it, it, 
I'm having PTSD from 2016. But here's the problem. They're all doing that again. Right, right. like Ron DeSantis and these other candidates are building the permission structure for voters to not care about Donald Trump's indictments because they rush to his defense. Mm -hmm. And as a result, as you were saying earlier, they become these bit players in the central drama around Donald Trump. And he's just like at the center of the stage and there's no oxygen for anybody else. And this is how Trump is walking to this nomination.